Well, but it turns out I screwed up royally. Why? I just checked flights and the prices went up. I forgot to book my flight to Daytona Truck Meet. Are you going? I am going, yes. I want to go. I told I told Jordan, the owner of Daytona Truck Meet, yeah, that I was going. I don't want to back out now. You're already not going. I feel like one of us has to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, I mean, I can't go because I have a wedding uh, over the same weekend. Aren't you in Colorado or something for, like that? Uh, yeah, for a close family friend. And um, on top of that, taking some time off. Yeah, I guess you deserve it. You've I mean, been, you've, you've been working semi-hard. You've been, oh, I've been working <laughs> like a dog, man. You, you've you taken some time off lately. Mm, I mean, I took a week with the boys yeah. in Colorado, but it was not as relaxing as I would well, have liked. let's be honest. I'm not, Neither I'm, of us takes real days off. No, no, no. Listen, I was talking to customers all seven days that I was gone. So, uh, but I'm not boohooing. It was a great trip. Had a great time. Uh, but uh, I am going to go to Daytona Truck. I mean, the reason I was bummed out is the, the flights have gone up and I have to book it because it's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And yeah, I'm driving, so I don't have that problem. Turns out going to Florida, not cheap from L.A. I'm, uh, I'm going to be driving to uh, the San Juan Mountains in southwestern Colorado, which uh, I've always wanted to do uh, the Alpine Loop, Ure, Telluride, uh, Engineer, Pass, Black Bear, all those awesome uh, towns and trails. And uh, finally going to do it. Okay, so we have a great show for you on this episode. We are going to talk to some men that decided that a 702 horsepower truck, meh, just not enough. Yeah, they uh, they said, uh, how about 1,000? So, and yeah. No, 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 this isn't a 1,000 pound-feet of torque and a diesel. This is a 1,000 horsepower. Yeah. So, Alvin, I'm kind of surprised to see you wearing that Calling All Titan shirt for the 90th time. Uh, it's a comfortable shirt, and uh, if you look closely, all these washes, uh-huh. and just like the truck, nothing's faded. Oh, look at that screen printing right that, yeah. there. So if you're looking for a pickup truck that is as dependable as this Nissan cotton t-shirt that mm-hmm. I'm wearing, yep. then you should head over to NissanUSA.com, where you can build and price, or head down to your local Nissan dealer. Check out the Nissan Titan, Titan XD, the NV line of commercial vans, and of course, the... Uh, 2020 Nissan Frontier with the brand new 3.8 liter V6 and 9-speed automatic transmission. Nissan, they make trucks great. Ooh, what if you need a locking, sliding drawer system? Uh, something to organize all the junk that's rolling around in the back of your bed? How do you know I have stuff rolling around in the back of my bed? Because you don't have a tonneau cover, and I look in the back, and <laughs> yeah, man, you're- It's a mess. You're dented, and I got bowling some, balls, and- I got some and diesel oil. Not a bowling balls. Now, that would be funny. All the sandwiches have been smashed. That would be funny to have bowling balls in the back of your truck. That would be a good test for a truck bed. It would be. You need to do that on Truck Trend. I'm going to get on it right away. <laughs> put bowling balls. How about instead of putting bowling balls in your bed, you put them in your deck system. Will they fit? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like, what about the little kid bowling balls? You know what I mean? Like the ones that I can't get my fingers into, but like the kids can. And they get... Or the ones <laughs> that you try to put your fingers in and then they're stuck. Oh, they get stuck. Oh, yeah, it's ugly. I try to... Uh, I always... I take the ball up to like the... Uh, the, like where you buy the popcorn and uh-huh. stuff? Yeah, the vending area. And you just put butter on your fingers? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't say that I would do that. Speaking but, uh, of butter, you know it's buttery smooth? The ball bearings that are made in Texas oh! and, the, and the deck door system. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Decked.com or uh, at Decked USA. Check them out. Tell them the Truck Show podcast sent them. And when you buy yours, send us a picture. Are you guys still with us? Did we lose you? Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, listen, this is where we start the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. 
Dropping 1,000 horsepower into a poor little old Jeep. Uh, can it take it? We'll find out. How would you do such a thing? You should dial. What kind of engine has that kind of power? America's most wanted 4x4. Is it street legal? Are you going to dial? Emissions legal. Are you going to keep asking me questions? Does it make like 50 uh, check engine lights and make your dash glow like a Christmas tree? If only we had a phone number where somebody would answer and then answer these questions. How long does it take to build one? Please just dial. Hello? Hello? Hey, Chris, Jared, Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. How you guys doing? Hey, every day's like Christmas. (laughs) Yes, it is. Jared, Chris, we got a question before we can let you talk here. Um, You have to answer this. Do you prefer blues or metal for an intro? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big blues guy, man. All right. All right. So, yeah, okay, here, we'll here do a little blues. Here, here we go. You're the innovator motorator. You're the innovator motorator. You're the innovator motorator. Make new stuff and it's really, really cool. So the words there are innovator, motorator. And wait, I wait think... should we ask them if they want to hear the heavy metal one just to see which one's better? Oh, really? You yeah. want to get their take on sure. it? I, absolutely. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> innovator, motorator, truck show. Innovator, motorator, truck show. Innovator, motorator, truck show. Innovator, motorator, truck show. Truck show. Truck show. Truck show. Man, that hurts my throat. <laughs> well, all right, so which one's Good better, stuff, guys? Man. Good stuff. The blues or the metal? Yeah, which one is it? I'm going with blues. I'm going oh, still blues. blues. I'm going to vote blues. Yeah. That's my okay. favorite one, too. All right. Okay. I like all right. that. All right, good. All right, so, guys, uh, listeners, we have Jared and Chris on. Now, uh, Jared uh, Pettiprin is the co-owner, and uh, Chris is over there in the marketing department, also handles a lot of product development. And these guys do something crazy. So just when you think you have enough horsepower in your Jeep, they go, nah, hold my beer. I'll show you horsepower. <laughs> well, it's funny because some people were like, oh, we'll do a Hemi swap. And then they went, huh, what would a Hellcat look like in there? And then they went, huh, what would a elephant look like in there? <laughs> There's a lot of huhs going yeah. on there. Yeah. So, uh, so guys, you, you have uh, clearly taken the Hemi crack and have moved uh, right along the, uh, the levels of progression to, uh, to now shoving a elephant in a Gladiator. I believe it's the first one anybody's put a elephant in, right? You went, wait, wait, they went from Hemi cracked to, is this, is this elephant heroin? Like, yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we did hit the, de- we hit the demon first, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, we are, we're, we're, we are uh, holding strong with the elephants. I believe we've got five or six of them sold right now. Um, we're, we're tracking the serial numbers. We've made it uh, a personal mission to try to at least own 10% of the elephants ever manufactured, if not uh, more than anyone. So uh, we're doing we're doing pretty good so far with them. They're rolling in. They're trickling in. We've been buying them off eBay and from other dealers. And we, we had 10 on order through Mopar. So 
uh, it's been interesting. It's been uh, very rewarding, very humbling, exciting. Uh, every day, uh, every day is like Christmas. Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's let's get in the wayback machine. And let's figure out where did you guys, how did this start? Like, where did you get the, the bright idea to start throwing in massive engines into Jeeps? <laughs> I mean, it was, a, I guess it was honestly a, um, an evolution of process. You know, we, back uh, many moons ago, we started tinkering with, uh, with putting them in TJs and, and CJs and then obviously the JKs and uh lj's and then uh we we knew the the jails were coming so the guys and i we decided to shove all our chips in and uh, uh we ended up uh securing four jails and and uh up to the races we went uh we were we were in an in r&d for for most of 2018 well we, our first jail hit in uh january of 18 and then uh, by SEMA, we had uh, we had uh, a couple of Hellcats and uh, a couple of JLs at uh, at SEMA for two, for 2018. Yeah, but you're skipping ahead a little too far for my liking. I want to go back and figure <laughs> out where you guys were in the Jeep scene to get you into doing the swaps at the very beginning. Were you guys Jeepers or were you just gearheads or how did this whole thing oh, oh, kind of okay. start? Uh, I, yeah, so I mean. Uh, that's you know I I personally I know two things in this world Jeeps and Legos. So, uh, <laughs> That's you know, awesome. And once I figured out that nobody would pay me to build their Legos, I said, well, I might as well try this Jeep thing. So uh, that's kind of as it started as a young uh, young man. I got my my first Jeep when I was fifteen, and I didn't have any uh, skills or or money uh, to fix it or keep it on the road, and and thankfully. Uh, Thankfully, about a mile down the road from my house, uh, there was a guy named uh, Transmissions by Don, and he always had uh, Jeeps with, with numbers spray-painted on them uh, out in front of him. One was the Tijuana Taxi. I'll never forget it. It looked like a bent banana. <laughs> CJ5 with a bent frame. And, uh, you know, I walked down to this guy's and, and, and with no intentions of ever learning anything, I just my mindset was I want to I wanna get this Jeep on the road. And uh, I went down there and the guy said, okay, I'll pay you $4 an hour cash. And he said, once you learn how to clean the floors, I'll move you over to cleaning, you know, uh, transmission parts. Once you know how to clean transmission parts, I'll teach you how to pull a transmission. And, and uh, honestly, I was just a young knucklehead and, and uh, I didn't realize it, but little did I know the guy was teaching me something that I thought that I, I mean, I had no intentions on sticking around and doing that. And, Around 2001, um, I was working construction. We got, uh, actually, I apologize, in 1999, I was working construction and driving uh, low boy and uh, running CDL uh, at trucks and excavators and, and dump trucks and stuff. We got, you know, being here in the Detroit, Michigan area, I got uh, laid off and I started dibble dabbling. And uh, next thing you know, we're, I was learning how to make a, make a little money from my pocket just kept building from there to be honest so i think the first time that i heard about you guys was on uh, the dynatrack uh, code one build and that was the first time that i had seen a uh, hellcat in a jl and then uh didn't you guys do one for lonnie over at skyjacker also we've been we've been blessed to do several uh big uh name builds like that you know we did the skyjacker build and we did um the rock crawler gladiator Dynatrax Gladiator, uh, uh, Retro Shops uh, Gladiator. We did Recon Lighting's Gladiator. 
Um, so just a few people, not 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 too many, just know, like everybody in the industry who uh, who has a Hellcat. He's got a checklist of all the important people that matter. Well, right? I was trying to ch- I was trying to chase him down for months and said, "Come on, come on, our podcast. This is this is really awesome." And I saw him in Skyjacker's booth, and uh, and Lonnie was talking to him, and I w- went by a semester. I'm like, Jared, you, me, talk soon. <laughs> and so here we are, nine months later, and uh, we're finally uh, finally got you here. No, he said, who's that creeper, the guy that won't leave me alone yeah, exactly. with the crazy beard, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I was pretty bummed that I couldn't catch up with you. I mean, because, you know, I, you, you're friends with uh, one of my buddies, uh, Ryan Evans, and, oh, yeah. and he was trying to get us connected. And, and uh, you know, it just seemed like, man, time just was disappearing, you know, so quickly with, it's been so it's been pretty humbling to be honest guys every day i just uh i can't believe it it's almost like i'm in the twilight zone you know we probably got 45 brand new jeeps sitting in our parking lot right now wow oh my god you're you're a dealership so, so, so thankful yeah we, we've got <laughs> we teamed up with the dealership actually um we've had we had a lot of jeep dealerships we're doing stuff for a lot of Every brand, to be honest, we've got, um, you know, the Ford dealers, the Land Rover dealers, the Mitsubishi, the everybody's, you know, that if they're in a, you know, an area that is, you know, maybe a tourist area or, you know, the income, you know, level is a little bit higher there. They've been building these and putting them on on their their lots to sell. So, I mean, technically they're used when it's not a Jeep dealership, but I, I mean, I guess because we're doing the conversions on them and they are brand new, it does they still sell great, and obviously we service them, and, and I think we provide the world's greatest customer service. Personally, we're usually available about twenty three hours out of the day, so uh, except for podcasts, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no one call them right now, please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call them right now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, are these conversions are they fifty state legal, or are they uh, only allowed in the states that haven't adopted California's uh, requirements? So, if somebody from California or New York wanted one, is that something that they can buy and register? Basically, we leave all the readiness monitors on. So, I mean, in, in terms of being federally compliant, 50 state federally compliant, we're compliant. We do not have a smog certification uh, for, uh, for, for CARB, you know, California Air and Resource Board. Um, we are getting ready to attempt getting that. I don't know exactly what we're up against, but with the Hellcat Ram, that um, I imagine that that's uh, CARB certified and that will help our, um, that's going to help our cause, I would imagine, quite a bit because our mission to, to do that quite a bit because if that is CARB certified, which I can't imagine that it's not, we would maybe build our EF, you know, our file would start as that. You How know? much does so, that suck for Californians, by the way? We always get screwed out of everything cool. We get screwed out of all the good <laughs> guns. We get screwed out of, you know, all sorts of stuff. And these guys are going to go. They're going to get their CARB certification. And because the uh, the TRX has it, uh, you'll go to Jared and team and you'll say, like, I live in California and uh, I'd like to have you guys do a conversion. And he's going to give you the California menu that is like uh, just <laughs> Hellcat and below. And then everybody else in the com- in the country gets the really cool menu that has like elephant and stuff like that. So on you're it. saying we we get the vegan menu? <laughs> yeah, well, right? I mean, we, we have to suffer through tofu well, or some crap. No, no, no. We're only getting the cowboy cut instead of the captain's cut, is what I'm saying. I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's too bad. But you guys can come. Always come uh, visit us here in Detroit, and we'll let you rip around in a soul cleanser. That's what soul. we call them. Soul, soul cleanser. cleanser. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> I know. In fact, last time yep. I was there, I tried to hook up with you guys, but my timing was just. Too tight, and I and then COVID hit obviously. So 
after all this stuff settles down, I'm, I'm coming by the shop because I want to check it out in person and I want to see what those those things feel like. Although I have driven Dynatrax, and uh, okay. it, it's it's awfully unholy when you're driving through a residential neighborhood and little <laughs> kids will stand on the street corner and cheer as you go yeah. by. Well, wait, do they cheer or do they cry? No, no, they come out of their houses when they hear you go by the first time, and by the time you make the second lap, they're cheering. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. No, they're they're oh my they're they're fist pumping, they're jumping. You get on it, they go, and uh, you know, forty inch tire goes just a little bit. You know, not a lot because you're in a residential neighborhood. Just stab it a little bit to see the smiles and all the kids, and you know, then you're doing the Lord's work. Hey, so Jared, Chris, can I ask a dumb question? Why why Hemi's in the very beginning? Congratulations, uh, that was a dumb question. I, well, no, I'm I'm curious. Is it because of the, the natural Jeep connection? because the FCA thing, or is it electronics that they share in common, or why, as opposed to all the other engines you could have dropped in? Honestly, I think that um, I, I like that I like that the uh, the electronics crossover. It makes for a seamless, you know, a seamless install. The LS is pretty prevalent out there, so I would consider Mopar the underdog uh, in, in that respect, and I've always been a sucker for the underdog. So, I mean, that, that up there um they're torque monsters i mean really the when the vvt come around uh that i mean i mean they really feel down low they just have so much power honestly and um i can't uh i can't say can't pinpoint per se exactly what it is um but we're very thankful we went that direction it's been a very rewarding uh, uh situation and uh we're blessed to be uh the number one consumer of powertrain almost every single month through mopar so that's kind of a big accomplishment, you know, and that makes us feel good. Um, but yeah, they've just been very reliable. It's been a, it's uh, been a great platform, man. I just, I don't know how anybody could could knock it, you know. What's the weight gain look like when you do a hemi swap into a, a JL or a JT? Uh, on the four door Wrangler and the the JT on the front axle, almost the the whole weight is almost put to the front axle. So that's why it's important to do the tune suspension, which is why we partnered with a few few suspension companies out there. But so you're 550 pounds for uh, forced induction, uh, a Hellcat or a Demon or a Red Eye. They add exactly uh, almost to the pound, 550 pounds. Um, the Helifants are coming in at about uh, 425 pounds. So we've shucked uh, about uh, approximately 125 pounds off of the conversion with the new aluminum block. Holy crap, so you get way more power and way less weight over the front end, which obviously for Jeeps is a big deal because it allows the suspension to work and not to feel all that weight over the front end, especially for us who like to drive fast over desert-type terrain and things like that. So we've teamed up with TerraFlex, and and, uh, we're doing some – I mean, I wouldn't call it private label per se, but it, it's, it's um, you know, they branded all the stuff with our name and their name on it. So it's been uh, pretty awesome that they went on their way to do that with us. And we sent them a, a Demon Gladiator. I think they had it a little over two months and we let them put it through their their um, their engineering courses and testings. And, uh, and uh, I tell you what, these things are incredible. I mean, you can get onto the expressway on a cloverleaf and you can just hammer it i mean and literally there's almost zero body roll i mean they're so stable with our eight lug package and uh i tell you it's just it's i'm, I'm looking forward to getting you guys behind the wheel on on, on some of these will uh, i uh will i notice much of a difference between my 260 horsepower uh pentastar and the thousand <laughs> horsepower elephant no 
it depends on what kind of day you're having. So if you're having a bumpy or blue day and you need your soul cleanse, uh, yes. Uh, you know, they're, 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 it's substantial. I mean, I just, I, I can tell you that from going from the Hellcat, I've got about 31, 32,000 miles on my Hellcat JL. And, and I think we got uh, 20,000 on our um, 64 uh, JL. But uh, so, we're, I mean, the stuff's tried and true now. But when I went into the Demon, I mean, I can't believe how much more exhilarating going from 700 to 800. I can't. You would think, eh, it's not that, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. It's, I mean, it's the difference between. That's when I kind of started coining that uh, soul cleanse. It's, it's, uh, it's roller coaster exhilarating. I mean, it's that throw a 6,200 pound vehicle around like that, and and have them shooting down the road as stable and and smooth as as can be. Honestly, I mean, you can cruise with with your pinky finger when with our turnkey vehicle package. So, I mean, uh, it's it's wild. I'm I'm excited to. To get you guys behind the wheel and, and and give it a and give it a go. So it's much more than just the engine. It sounds like you just alluded to your turnkey package. So you're talking about steering, suspension, engine. Well, yeah. Let, let's go into the different levels because I would imagine that a standard uh, SRT eight six four Hemi probably has a different conversion parts list than a Helifant conversion. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, the, with, I'm a, we're a foundation. We're, I mean, that's you know, that's what we're after is become, you know, we're, we're after building the best driving or riding and uh, ultimate experience Jeeps in the world. That's what we're going for. I mean, that's, so we're, are we, are we the engine conversion uh, specialist? Yeah. I, I think it's, I think we have made that uh, a designation now, but ultimately we we're vehicle builders, you know, and, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, this, when you're building something like this, it's important that you key on all those things. I want to be a foundation guy. I want to be a um, a vehicle builder. But the the, the powertrain is is uh, you know that's where all the excitement comes from. You don't get guys coming through the front door that are super excited about um, talking about eight lug axles. And and we we're trying to educate the importance of that and and the importance of of having the tuned suspension. You know, you start talking about 550 pounds and and then adding performance to it so it's you're not just adding the weight you're throwing weight around on the vehicle differently and it's it's important that um anyone that's you know wanting to do something like this what we call it uh, american icon meets american muscle uh it, it's important that they plan it you know out into the future because what happens is these guys go out and they start building their vehicle and then they get a hold of us because they think we we only do engine conversion we started with foundation we started with vehicle um you know uh, with the vehicle building this is just the icing on the cake it's just what people want to see the most it's their hood ornament but the bottom line is is you don't want to build a, a skyscraper on on bad ground you know so uh we preach found foundation anywhere and everywhere we can in fact if you see any of our marketing or advertising we always put eight lug first because it is so important that the community know that you know um, we're not there just to jam a big um, power plant under the hood we're, we're there to build something that that creates an experience and, and and is reliable so i'm looking at the uh the list here on the website for the elephant 426 which is a seven liter crate engine so obviously you get the uh the, the crate motor uh heat reduction hood 
fuel pump, oil pan, exhaust manifolds, exhaust system, alternator, power steering, all that, um, AC compressor, engine oil filter relocation. So all your lights work. Everything works right. Uh, the transmission is an well, eight-speed eight heavy duty. It's no fun when everything works right, yeah. woman. You, you want yours to come with uh, extra <laughs> check engine lights, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, at, are you guys using the 8HP like 95 for the trans, or what trans? Or uh... from the very beginning, we've used the 8HP 75. We had uh, a special. Uh, we had our own proprietary um, transmission calibration developed for that. We have a, it's a, it's a true manual shift mode. So I mean, if you want to start out in fifth, you stay in fifth. You want to start in, in first, you stay in first. The only time that it would ever change whatever gear that you're in, it would be. Uh, when you come to a dead stop, it automatically defaults to first. So uh, in terms of um, HP 75, the RAM, heavy-duty RAM transmission, we've had uh, fantastic success with that. Um, we've not seen, in fact, I bought 10 extras for warranty, concerned that uh, we may see some issues with the Hellcat or the Demons. But literally, these are, you know, they're all pretty much, everything that we're pretty much building, that's a shop, 40-inch tires, eight-lug axles, and getting the snot beaten out of them and we have not seen any failures on any any of them yet but obviously they didn't build an 8 hp 95 because it was it was lighter weight than an 8 hp 75 and that's kind of what our business model is we're reduced to ridiculousness you know so I mean, <laughs> that's awesome it's uh it's we're, we're always going to go bigger and better and, and as a friend of mine uh, always says why 100 percent over uh engineer it when you can 400 percent over engineer it that's like, sort of like so, my I saying mean, lightning yeah yeah the one that says uh why do one more when you can do one, one too, too many, many. Yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so 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 guys how are you controlling everything is it factory ecm or are you doing a, a standalone or a piggyback and your tcm like what does the electronics look like and how stable is everything yeah, I, I mean, so far, so it's been very, uh, very blessed to have some of these relationships we have. So, um, er, we uh, early on we decided to um, start working with HP tuners on um, on our uh, our tuning side. Um, our transmission calibration was actually built by an OEM tier one manufacturer, but the, on the PCM uh, or the um, engine uh, side, uh, we were able to work with the HP tuners and. And they kind of just um, made sure, you know, we everything was right, and we just kind of refined it. And it's been a long time, honestly. It's uh, we spent quite a while in R and D that first year. So uh, we just got teamed up with the right guys. The thing that we liked the most about the HP Tuners um, program was one we we had an issue, um, and they had five guys literally on planes. At, I mean, literally within 24 hours. I mean, so. They, they came and spent uh, a week with us um, and we worked through um, some uh, uh, early on, this is early into uh, 2018, uh, it was probably October of, of 18, but, and uh, we, we, we worked through a couple of uh, little bugs, but um, they did a fantastic job. And, and the other thing is, is they hooked us up with a, a tool, it's called an RTD. And what that is, is every single kit we ship out and we're shipping seven to 10 kits a week very easily. Um, we macro. ship out this. I, I call them R2-D2s because I'm dyslexic and it looks like that. So, <laughs> so no, it's an RTD and, uh, and it allows us, as long as there's Wi-Fi, it allows us uh, global uh, access for diagnostic and then uh, um, tuning. Uh, at calibration updates and tuning. So 
Um, we have complete control over all the shift points and we have uh, really, we're really in control of the powertrain. And then uh, in terms of body control, uh, we teamed up with a company out of New York called Z Automotive. It, it, those, between those two uh, electronics specialty companies, I mean, we've really, we, there's not been anything that just hasn't come easy for us at this point. So, um, I mean, we, it's, it's, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, I guess, at the end of the day. And, and they, they've made that real, um, anything that was challenging that we couldn't get through on our own with our own diagnostic stuff, they've made that uh, uh, very easy for our team. So And so everything is uh, factory as far as like airbag safety, everything there is still intact, correct? 100%. Everything is 100% functioning. It, it truly is a seamless conversion. There isn't any downside to it other than the cost and, and, uh, and fuel economy. But I can tell you our six four conversions with, with 40 inch tires and uh, one ton axles, I mean, we're still averaging 16, 17 miles to the gallon with that vehicle. Dang, that's, health, that's yeah. about what I get now on my uh, JL uh, yeah. with a uh, with a stick. Yeah, screw the Prius. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. rolling this yeah. thing, right? It, it's absolutely incredible. I we teamed up with um, Light Bright, uh, and they they really did a fantastic job um, documenting fuel economy and um, and uh, even going through some of the the certification processes through. Uh, a couple of different states, and uh, honestly, uh, you know, it was one of those things where you you really ask yourself, do you want want to do you want someone out beating the snot out of your stuff every day, going from event to event to trail after trail, and that they don't have really a reset. You know, they're just they go from. Um, I'm I'm sure you guys are familiar with that um, couple. They're fantastic couple, and uh, and and honestly, I scratched my head and I said, you know what, there isn't a better way for us to prove. Uh, our product, and if they find the weak link, we fix it. And uh, I tell you, it's just been—it's—it's—I'm so thankful that we did it. It was a little nerve-wracking uh, at at, uh, at the first go of it because I didn't know how that was going to go. I'm kind of a quiet guy in terms of hiding out and working on our little creations, and and uh, I didn't even know what a um, what they call influencer was before they. We, I met them, so um, it's been a it's been a pretty uh, rewarding situation. You, hold on a second. You yeah. guys have become influencers, so you don't even know that. But no, no, no. We don't use influencers on the well, show. Well, not they're not ambassadors. Well, they're not, but huh. they are. You no, know, he's an influencer. Ugh. So what he does is horrible he, word. Well, no, what he I know you hate it, but he, that's the reality is is that. Jared is influencing other influencers. I wouldn't call him an influencer, they, though. No, what would you no, call him? I don't know. Well, he's I was, an innovator. An innovator, yeah. Right? He's the innovator yeah. motor. I call Didn't we establish that already? I call it cool. Yeah. Hey, Jared, I have to ask you. I'm looking through your parts list here, and one of the big deals about the Ram- Is that a euphemism, by the way? No, it's oh, okay. not. It's actually okay. the parts list here on the uh, computer. Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, one of the things about the TRX was that they have it uh, top speed limited to 118 miles an hour, and they developed a special 35-inch Goodyear. With a T rating. Now, right. I'm looking at your parts list here, and one of the things you add is an America's Most Wanted 200 mile an hour speedometer in tack age. But hold on. So I, I know there's no 40s out there that are Z rated, but I do have to ask how fast have you been? Because I'll tell you, um, about 90 miles an hour, the, the brick is known. But what happens when you add four times the horsepower? I'm, I'm curious. I know you guys. Have said tires be damned, 
probably pumped him up to 80 and went for it. What's that speed? Yeah. Yeah, we actually thought uh, we actually thought about trying to get some Z-rated 40s, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. I was like, somebody, there's got to be somebody that will team up with us to do some Z-rated 40s. Come on. That'd be awesome. Can you imagine how expensive those would be? Yeah. <laughs> so, um we I mean, we've been over 120. I mean, we've been over 120. Um, How and, much uh, over 120? <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to share I, it. I I hate to say this, but I, we're we're right down the road from the state police department, and <laughs> um, we and and I think we've all been pulled over at least two or three times to the fact to where every uh, state police officer always knows us down there. You know, we're we're only usually breaking the law by about two or three miles. So we've been get, thankful to get away with some warnings. Thankfully <laughs> appreciate those guys very much. Um, they uh, treated us very well. And, um, but they asked, they said, is it, is it a requirement to speed here? At <laughs> yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. As a matter of fact, to yeah. sell parts. Yes. Although what's funny yeah. is it's a, it's a requirement when you, uh, when you work there to speed, but it's actually a requirement to have a clean driving record when you start. Because you have to have a little bit of room for all those points to uh, drop. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I wonder, do you guys have any idea at what point the tires just do explode? I mean, at what point do they just shred? I don't you know. Well, they're rated. I'm curious if they've ever found out. Yeah, <laughs> we have not found out, thankfully. Um, but I think that we use a big enough um, paperweight underneath to where, if God forbid, we did find out the the weight of the eight lug axle would uh, keep us on all fours. Well, that's so, the beauty of the eight lugs, right? Is the fact that, yeah. you know, even off-roading, right? Those, they're so heavy, they tend to keep you anchored, you know, and you can do wild yeah. stuff with those big old axles. I'm guessing you're using 60s? Uh, yeah. 80s? Yep, yeah, we're just, uh, we are 80s in the rear. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 80s in the rear, yep. We're using uh, the Dane 80 in the rear and uh, and uh, UD60 up front uh, on, uh, on our turnkey stuff, so... Um, that's been a great program for us. Uh, we've been selling those all over the world, to be honest. So, so um, a been- couple of questions here. Take us through, uh, if you would, take us through the buying process. So do you stock these or am I a customer who just calls you and say, I'm, I'm interested in a, in a Gladiator and a, what motors do you offer? How does that process work? Take me through it. Yeah, no. So it, 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 um, we, we do have inventory. Uh, we do have some vehicles built. We, we do start with, um, the engine, even though, uh, I think normally we would start with the foundation, but I guess with the weight and the performance, there's, um, there's some things that, you know, it could go either way. So we, we offer what we call our 405 package, which is the five, seven, our 505 package, our 707 package, our 840 package and our 1000 package. Jeez. Uh, so, <laughs> this is crazy. Could you imagine? Like, I finally have saved up enough money to get an engine swap, and you're like, I just, I want the, you know, the 450 horsepower package. And no, like, you're a puss. Right. No, that's the thing. It's like all your friends you... will laugh. Why'd you even do it? Yeah. You know. <laughs> I it, it kind of the uh, like I mentioned, it's the business model of reduced to ridiculousness. You know, like, we've been asked by a lot of people recently about the new concept. Of, you know, they they've been showing the six four concept for the um jl and and our customers you know and the people reaching out are you worried about that and i'm like you're all no because i'm gonna turn them into elephants (laughs) yeah we're not we're not concerned with that if they do that that's awesome probably makes your job easier on a conversion i would imagine yeah i mean it just shows it proves what we're doing is okay which we believe it is man it's gone it's going very well for us and uh 
it also what it does is nobody wants i i reference the doc, uh, dr seuss books because you know i don't know if you guys remember all the cars kind of look the same in there you know or or but uh or i'll call them it's my mr potato head and i'll build it how i how i want so <laughs> it's, 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 you know nobody wants everything that the, the next guy has you know so if if the six four becomes uh, uh, a thing that that that's awesome, it'll save some people some money. But we're still going to get our customers that um, that want something different. They want the forced induction. They want the Hellcat, the Demon, uh, now the Helicon. I had a I had a uh, uh, I was reached out to today um, by one of our contacts at Mopar, and they said. If, if Jared, if we if we decided to build more elephants, would you would you buy more? I said absolutely. So I said put me down for another twenty of them. So I mean it's it's the the business model is there for it. Just set one I aside mean, for me are, too, Jared. While you're at it, no, don't do that. I, I, he can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'd like to think that in a hundred years from now, our, some of these you know thousand horsepower gladiators would be in the Sloan Museum or something as a. Uh, a global symbol of no. Americana. You know what's going to happen is a uh, hundred years from now, somebody's going to dig one up in the bottom of a farmer's field, and they're going to go, "We have no record of this ever existing. There's no thousand horsepower elephant gladiators. What is this thing?" Ho- hopefully, you guys are putting some sort of like a, a you know builder's data tag riveted somewhere on the body, so the future generations can figure out what the hell you crazy people were up to back uh, in the two uh, thousands. Yeah, we we we've got build tags going in the engine bay and then on the in the tailgate area. So um, we're keeping track of all all that stuff and and uh, we're we're you know we're we're trying to preserve it and and we've taken it very seriously. You know I I you know what what bigger better honor to to have a slice of of uh, history by at, uh, being a part of the last of the fossil fuel burners. You know. Well, I, I think we are. We're living in the golden era right now. And as electrification slowly takes a foothold in all the performance vehicles that we that we love, now's the time where we are living in it right now, where you can get a thousand horsepower, or whatever, from the factory, and it's not going to go. I mean, emissions are going to kill those engines within the next couple of years, and it's just. It I sucks. mean, what I mean, he's building feels borderline illegal. Yeah, like, already I mean? it, it does. So, well, it's definitely socially illegal. So if uh, if I ordered one, and let's say everything was in stock. What is the typical time to complete once you guys get started on a conversion? Uh, we do our, our um, uh, end users uh, builds. We, we try to turn them around in 30 days. So the oh, oh, that's quick. Yeah. yeah. The elephants are a little bit different story, but um, if, if, you're, if you call us and you want, you want to do a Trinky builds, um, if it's a 6.4, a Hellcat, we're, we're turning those around pretty regularly in 30 days. Um, okay, so hold on. Let me, let me do I'm gonna, real quick, Jared. I'm going to do some uh, quick internet math here. Uh, you said you have 45 uh, new Jeeps sitting there. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to times that by uh, 30 days. Do you ever look out and go, I have 1,350 days of work ahead of me? Uh, uh, well, we I look at that all the little, time. Little, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rick, uh, definitely. Chris definitely looks at that every day. So, and we're always trying to squeeze another one in. How so, many can you do at once? Um, well, we've got uh, we've got about seven spots that are. Jeez, that wow! Are, that are being active, um, you know. But some stuff is getting in, in the tuning process. Um, but we did just, uh, we ended up, we just got a new building. It's a 30,000 square foot building. We've got it drawn for 20 hoists. Uh, we got the keys on the new building. So we'll oh, congrats. be- congrats. Uh, yeah, that's a huge deal for uh, for a small business. We've got a, I mean, we've got a fantastic team. There's, uh, 
honestly, there's, I, I think there's 25 of us now. And, um, the guys are just, you know, they're, you couldn't, you can't do this without, without a team. It, it, it really takes an army to do this. It's such a, it's such a orchestrated, uh, deal. I mean, um, we have, uh, the, um, uh, Hellcat conversions, 280 part numbers, 280 part numbers for just the Hellcat conversion. And that's not times quantity. So you can imagine, imagine the amount of man power it takes to stage something like that and assemble that, you know, man, your local um, parts department at your dealer loves you. Yeah. I think we purchased around $11 million in more <laughs> parts last oh year. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, God. So. Uh, that means you get the deep deal. So, uh, you can <laughs> If I need anything in the future, I know who Imagine I call. Imagine that commission the parts guy is on right oh, now. Oh, dude, that he, guy. He's got a 6,000-square-foot home. With I think, a, with I think a, I've told a, this. A rock water slide. You I know, think I've told the, the story before where I learned early on when I was a, a teenager and I was had my Honda that if you brought donuts to the parts guy on Saturdays, they'd give you their employee discount and you'd get the 20% off when you'd order parts. So I used to show up on Saturdays whenever I needed a... Uh, you know, parts and bring donuts. Well, I ended up working there eventually, and uh, and being the parts the the parts driver. But um, he was so in love with the donuts that he hired you. Yeah, but here's what's funny: uh, with Jared and America's Most Wanted Four by Four, they bring him donuts. They better. <laughs> they better yeah, buy the guy to a, make the donuts. <laughs> they should be buying him at the donut shop. You know, since uh, we always devolve into food on this show, I do have to ask one question. That is uh, the plague of every automotive shop. Nationwide, there isn't one shop that doesn't face this sinister problem, and I want to see what level America's Most Wanted Four by Four is dealing with. It is the guy in your shop who eats half a donut and leaves the other half inside the box. Oh God, that's the worst. It is the worst, oh, right? You man. guys have one, don't you? You all, you of both know course. it. There's always somebody that leaves one, and then you just try to wonder who is it? Who is it? Did they brush their teeth today so I can finish it? <laughs> <laughs> who touched this? Yeah, exactly. And and let's be honest. There's guys in the shop that you would eat half their donut, and there's no, guys in the I shop know. you would not. Nope. It's donut abuse. It truly is. <laughs> That's the thing for everybody in America who works at a shop. Eat the whole freaking donut. If you're man enough to eat a donut for breakfast and lunch and your morning and afternoon snack, eat the whole thing. Yeah, that's, it's just wrong. It is wrong. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we could agree that there's no such thing as too much horsepower and yeah. you should always eat the donut. The whole donut. Yeah, no, the whole donut. Absolutely. Not the donut hole, the whole donut. Eat the whole damn donut. All right, so let's walk through the, uh, the price walk here. Uh, on the uh, Jeep Wrangler JL, uh, looks like for an SRT8 6.4 liter Hemi, Thirty-four thousand nine ninety-five for the conversion. All right. Uh, looks like you guys have the Hellcat uh, conversion package. That's fifty-eight nine fifty. The uh, Demon. Actually, I mean, you're looking at the prices in in considering the hardware and all all the things that you're getting. Mm-hmm. Sixty-five nine fifty. Not not yeah, a bad deal. Two hundred SKUs. He's talking about. Uh, what do you think <laughs> the Elephant goes for? Uh, I mean, that's big baller. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, Elephant's got to be. Halifant- Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I think <laughs> you how- need a drum roll yourself. Oh, yeah, I do need a drum All right, let me hold on here. Uh, I'm going to say it's 66 grand. 66 grand. Oh, really? Hold on. All right, no. Nope. Buzz myself, okay? $99,995. Oh, my Lord. I could not be more wrong. <laughs> Holy crap. So... 
so we when we start when we started out uh, with the elephants, uh, we we didn't know what was going to happen with it, you know. And uh, so we ordered ten of them, and uh, we sold off a couple to a, a few of our wholesale channels. And we soon realized that uh, there was people seeking this stuff. So we were like, oh my god, what are we going to do? And so we I, we just started tracking them down, and 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 the black market was there. There were scares. Um, and we were able to, I want to say we secured six up the, you know, through either other dealers or people who had bought them to make money. And uh, we've been averaging paying just around 45000 just. Oh, my crazy. God. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So it had, we originally launched the, that program at just under 80. And then when we, you know, we were, I think we were paying around 29 for them. And then when we couldn't get them, uh, we started paying forty-five, and uh, so we had to increase the price. Unfortunately, so now I'm not aware well, a commodity. of commodity. Yeah, so I'm not aware, Jared, of of this issue with the elephant. I I didn't know that they were so limited and so hard to get. I thought it was just another crate engine that Mopar was making and offering. So what happened? <laughs> they had planned on building a hundred of these. This is through the rumor mill, of course. So, um, but they had planned on building a hundred of these and they didn't realize how quickly they were going to sell. And, uh, so they launched the program and they sold the hundred within, I want to say 20, it was either 24 or 48 hours. Oh my, oh my God. God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so they sold out very quickly and, um, out of the hundred we had, uh, we had submitted an order for 10 of them. So 10% approximately. And uh, then COVID hit. So uh, today, I would say they've they've they're right around thirty eight or thirty nine. They probably ship now. And out of the thirty or thirty nine, I think uh, we've secured ten of them so far. And we we're keeping track of the serial numbers. So we got and we got number eight, number nine, uh, number fourteen, number sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, um, thirty three. 55, uh, I probably skipped a couple. And but, so, Jared, uh, what, what is so bespoke on this engine? Like, how? why is it so limited? What? How many parts are unique to this engine? Well, I mean, it's a, it, so the blower, uh, so the Hellcat blower is a, a 2.4, the Demon and the Red Eye blowers are 2.7s, and then the Helifant is a 3.0 uh, uh, blower, and then it's obviously the 426, which has kind of got some nostalgia to it, right? you're a Mopar guy that's a you know it's there's a lot of nostalgia there and for them to bring back the 426 and and then with it being fourth induction um that's uh that's that's huge and then of course being the most powerful crate engine ever manufactured uh and and mark you know put on the market that's a big thing then you add to the uh, add to it that um the aluminum block you know the aluminum block that's you know, we uh, shucked weight there. So, I mean, this is, it's a big thing. It's a big time. And, and, uh, you guys are, are, uh, are, are Jeep guys. I know at least one of you guys are, I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys both play with the Jeeps or not, but you know, with the new platform being launched with the JL and, and the JT, it's, uh, it's a real special time. I mean, when's the next time we're going to have the most powerful crate engine ever launched and have the Jeep, uh, pickup truck that everybody's been missing since uh, 1983 or 84, I, I believe, I guess I had a, uh, Alaskan postal scram. It was an 84. So, um, 
they say there's some some 85s out there cj8s but i mean it's just a big time you know it's a it's a big thing it's a it's a special time that's kind of why i'm i'm hoping that um some of this stuff will end up being a museum one day with a bunch of i don't know what comes after snowflakes but uh you know <laughs> uh, you know i don't know what, what what comes after a snowflake who knows but hopefully one day they're walking through the slow museum and they're trying to um uh explain to them what what all of us were doing back uh back in 2000 when the roaring 20s of 2020 so other than covid i hope definitely the roaring mm-hmm. 20s when you've got a elephant going by yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you yeah, guys offer a three-year warranty on it and a one-year on labor. So you're covering these things, and, and you're not just sending them out. Uh, you guys back it up with really good cu- uh, customer service as well. Yes, sir. Um, so we, so are we, we, the three-year p- uh, parts warranty on our, anything on the, in, that comes in the conversion. And our con- I, their conversion packages, I, I kind of reference it as that versus a conversion kit just because – we really sell accountability. I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day, we want to sell an A to Z solution, you know, that you, that you can point the finger and say, Hey, this isn't working right. And, and, and that's what, you know, that's what I want at the end of the day is for our customers to know um, if the, something isn't functioning right, it, it, there's no finger pointing. It's, it's us or, or they did something just ridiculous, you know, and, and, and submerged it or, Ran, you know, uh, some obviously there's there's things that people can or be put negative a, about uh, a smaller pulley on it or something like that just to speed it up. <laughs> I don't know. Man. A thousand's not enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the big thing, honestly, is is that we every kit we push out or, or every package that leaves is is um we have that tool that that and remember I called it an R two D two. So if if it ends up in uh, you know Texas and and has got a check engine light on it. These are like our children. We we have the ability to poke in there, assist, and and make sure that the customer's back on the road. And uh, to be honest, this stuff has been so durable. The only issues we've had have, have been with um, with people t- tying into communication wires to hook up their new KC lights when they shouldn't be messing with things, you know. So I mean, uh, every little quirk has been. Uh, and there's only been three of them out of over 330 kits out there now. That, that really uh, come to mind has has been um, I don't want to call it negligence because it wasn't negligence but um, they there there are situations lack where of education some, about CAN bus I think is part of it right yeah right yeah like the one vehicle we we got back it looked like uh, somebody well it didn't look like somebody looked like uh, they had been trained on a 1985 Dodge Omni. Listen, people need to go out there. Yeah, okay, good reference, listen. by the way. Good reference. Jeep offers auxiliary switches so that you don't screw up the CAN bus. Stop chopping into your wires on your new vehicles. And then if you need more, go see our friends at S-Pod or Trigger. They've got the solution that you can wire all those accessories and not mess with the vehicle architecture. You just can't yes. do it on these new Jeeps. Yes, we've actually thought about having them sign something just because there's these three vehicles. And and honestly, one of the vehicles, um, it was we it was the uh, first e-torque uh, that we converted, two liter e-torque, and it ended up um, they ended up doing some aftermarket axles, and uh, the front axle, the way it was designed, had um, the the ABS, the way that it was reading, it was causing some some uh 
bad math in, in the park sense and in the Ford collision and, and adaptive cruise. So that was a learning experience, but um, we got, we, we figured out what it is and we're working with the company that did the aftermarket axle to correct it. And, and everybody's been, you know, it's a, we've all been team players. We all want to see each other excel and, uh, and grow this and see how far we can take it. So, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's just been a, the whole thing has just been a, a fantastic opportunity to build relationships and and push the limits of of uh, honestly what humans do and and that's evolve. So, uh, word of PR advice: the so next time someone asks, you know, what kind of stuff goes wrong, you're supposed to say the only problem we experience is people call us and want another one. <laughs> See, <laughs> well, we absolutely we we absolutely have a few guys that have to now. It's amazing. Oh, good. <laughs> and then they yeah, tie them so together like, with toe straps and try and do burnouts <laughs> and see who can. That's like their weekend fun. Is you, they hold on? He's got to have a husband and wife that have bought matchy matchy ones, right? Yeah, right. That has to have happened. <laughs> uh, we've had a couple dudes that were bros do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. All right, I got uh, be, before before we let you go, I've got one question. I have to know and. I understand if the answer is disappointing, but I have to ask this because it is core to uh, to my uh, to my being and on brand for me. If somebody wanted a manual transmission, could you make one happen? <laughs> so that's it's funny. It's a funny question uh, because it, it, of course it's absolutely a reality. So uh, we have we have the very first six four manual Gladiator. Um, and, and, and that kit would cross over to the JL. Uh, we've been, we're very fortunate to have a customer that was willing to allow us to do the first one. And we did not keep the same transmission, the transmission that comes <laughs> of course. in the JL and JTs. It, it is not rated for, uh, it is just not rated for. Would you do I, like I a G56 or a, uh, NV? We, we actually. We did um, about, I would say about four years ago, I bought the last of the um, G238. So I think okay. I bought around 120 of them approximately. And and we're down to, I want to say we're down to about 19 of them left. Oh my and, God. And I'm sa- I'm saving those those last G238s uh, for special builds like the, like the one you just mentioned. Like the That's one where uh, Sean Holman drives his JL from California uh, and it's a stick and says, hey, do something with this. I'll be back in 30 days. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can you give us 60 on that one? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I can get uh, Mr. Holt to send you some videos of our, um, uh, of the gladiator. We're just wrapping up it. It was quite a bit challenging to get the uh, park sense uh, in the reverse lights and, uh, what was on the crew. It was just, it was a very interesting conversion. It took a lot longer than we thought. We're getting ready to officially launch it. You're it's, you caught us on the tail end of it. We're literally within 30 days of launching it, but we've been driving this thing. And I'd say it's, it's a, it's a hell of a machine. It's, it's, um, a very, very, very rewarding situation with, because we know how much, what it took to, to do it. running it is alive so awesome. it's, it's actually at the point to where we'll be shipping back to the 
to the customer here within the next 30 days. So awesome. it's, it's incredible. It's, we even kept the original shifter that came in there and then because the pattern was different, we had some, uh, we had some new shift, um, some, some high end, uh, shift, um, lever caps made for it. It looks, it's cool, man. It's a, it's a heck, it's I, a heck of a build. I love that attention to detail. If, uh, if you're in the market and you're looking for uh, some badass uh, horsepower under the hood of your JT, your JL, and uh, geez, I guess you guys offer stuff for uh, JKs as well, right? And TJs. Absolutely. We yep. There's we're we're down with Hemi uh, Hemi swapping every Jeep out there. That's right. So uh, America's yeah. most wanted four x four, AMW four x four dot com at AMW four x four on the gram and at America's most wanted. Four by four, I believe, on uh, Facebook as well. You know what's cool, Holman, is that this is seriously an entrepreneurial story. Like, he, oh, it's awesome. I mean, going down to uh, Don's transmission shop, right? Yeah, and turned into be eleven million dollars yeah, a year in parts. And, and the uh, old man is like, "Sure, sweep my floor." And then flash forward, he's setting the bar for yeah. for engine swaps. He's the uh, purveyor of elephants. The key key to all this is, is the team, though. I mean, it truly is. So. You can't do this. Is not a one man situation. It it is. It's a it's a humbling experience to have twenty five team members that I'm fortunate enough to be on their team with them. Well, then buy the guys some pizza tomorrow and celebrate and you donuts. Know what I'm <laughs> and donuts. <laughs> and thank you guys. We really appreciate the opportunity. Look forward to having you here in the Detroit area, or when we're out your way, we'll we will absolutely hit you up and see if we can't cross paths to to go out and, and melt some rubber. Well, okay then. I mean, that's that's basically the nicest thing anybody said to me all day today. Don't have to twist our arms. <laughs> Thanks for uh, your Thank time, you guys. guys. Thank you. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. You Thank got you. it. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Holman, we are nothing if not informative. Is that why we're going to read a bunch of email and tell people whatever our opinion is on it and whether it's true or false? Yeah, that. All right. You email? Yeah. All right, uh, who's first? You just going to sit over there bobbing your head like normal? Yep. I'll go first. Oh, that's different. Uh, this one's from our friend Stephen Hux. Haven't heard from him in a while. Remember him from uh, the submarining. You're supposed to announce him as Lieutenant Stephen Hux. Uh, Lieutenant Stephen Hux. Okay. But this is his civilian email, so that's why. I oh, I got you. Stephen okay. Hux right now. Uh, Holman and Lightning. Nope, lighting at home. So about F-150 owners not modifying their trucks, this was my six-minute drive home. And it's a picture of a lifted gray F-150. Yep. Oh, hold on. Here's a picture of a lifted maroon F-150. Sure. Followed by a picture of a oh, lifted and quite modified black F-150. Sure. Followed by a white and modified F-150. Look, I can go on a Facebook group or on a forum and find all the modified ones, but they are a very small number yep, up, hold compared on. to Here the total is a fleet. Yellow modified one. Keep going all day long. Doesn't doesn't not gonna sway me. You still think that F-150s don't get modified? I'm telling you, based on the vehicles in operation on the road today. The size of the, the the number of F-150s that are modified, and I'm and I'm not talking about a bed rack because you work for Verizon. 
I mean a consumer-modified vehicle. Uh-huh. You're Wheels, putting caveats on your argument This is now. what I've always meant. Uh-huh. And if I said it otherwise, I apologize. Okay. I was never talking about some kind of like back rack system because the guy is a, a lineman or something. I'm not referring to that. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You're up. This one's from Juan. Thanks for replying to my comment on your awesome video. I'm looking to buy a C20, but hasn't been registered in about 15 years. Not far from you, actually, here in Pomona, California. What steps did you take to get that title and whatnot? Well, Uh, I think you um, just give him the name of your guy. Yep. I got a guy who uh, registers hard-to-register vehicles. Used to actually work for uh, West Coast Choppers, a guy named Mr. Jesse James. And, uh... I guess uh, frames and motors that didn't match were uh, often tough to register back in those days. And so he built kind of a reputation on, again, registering hard-to-register vehicles. And I will give you his name and number. I'll email it directly to you. And if you want to know more about this guy or what he does, uh, just DM me uh, at LBC Lightning. There you go. All right, got this one from Andrew. And he says, Lightning and Holman. Guys, once again, you bring out another great show with episode 133. Every week, you just nail it with content and guests. Well done. Since I do not have an iPhone, here's the best I can do to give you five stars. See, attached, give us a five-star award-winning uh, JPEG. Oh, wow. That's super cool. Get an iPhone. <laughs> he says, uh, just got done listening to your guest, Ronnie Wetch from C10 Talk, and I wanted to add a couple of comments about the fire truck talk. For the last 25 years, I've been a fire apparatus buff, as a better term, and I've photographed hundreds of fire apparatus and have even spent some time on the West Coast from Encinitas to Ventura County. When Ronnie started talking about what department he worked for, I was able to find this video of Ronnie giving a walk-around tour of the ladder he's assigned to. It's a 2007 Pierce-95 mid-mount, 1250-300 in painted white. Station number is ladder 288. Translation, Pierce, parent company, Oshkosh, chassis cab, dash. Wait a minute. So when Holman, when I asked him if it was an Oshkosh, he was like, oh, look at you, Lightning, pull out the Oshkosh reference. Turned out it was an Oshkosh. You were actually right. No way. There you go. says, uh, chassis cab, dash, Pierce builds in-house cabs and chassis, which are known as custom. Pierce offers several types of cabs, such as the Sabre, Aero XT, Impel Velocity, and Quantum, to name a few. If you buy a commercial chassis, that would be a Peterbilt, Kenworth, Freightliner International, etc., Aerial type, mid-mount. The mid-mount is a ladder on the platform where the turntable is located behind the cab. A rear mount has a turntable behind the rear axles. 1250-300. This means the pump is rated for 1,250 gallons per minute, and there's a 300-gallon water tank. I want you to stop and think about that for a second. 1,200 gallons a minute. Right. And a 300-gallon water tank. That means the tank on that thing couldn't even last a minute. That's a lot of water. Let me do that again. That's a bad whistle. Wait. I can't do a whistle right now. Can I do it for you? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, thanks. Uh, He says, even though Chandler Fire Department (laughs) refers to this truck as a ladder, it's actually a platform with a ladder. The new ladder is a 2019 Rosenbauer Commander Cobra painted red. Manufacturer's Rosenbauer. Chassis cab is Commander Custom. Aerial type is ladder platform combo. Rosenbauer marks this as the Cobra. If it were a ladder, it would just be the Viper. It has a hail Q-Max pump, but no GPM given. The specs indicate there's a 300-gallon water tank. They both serve the same purpose, but are quite different designs. Are we still talking about fire engines? Yeah. He says, uh, engine offerings. Lightning, I think you asked about the engine manufacturer. This is like the most, in- this is way more info. Listen, you said coming into the segment, we are nothing if not people who give information. We have failed our audience, and a reader has come to our rescue, and we're going to share his info. He says, uh... <laughs> 
All right, so back to Andy's note here, engine offerings. Lightning, I think you asked about the engine manufacturers. Cummins dominates engine offerings for fire apparatus by the custom builders, such as Spartan, HME, KME, Sutphin, Ferrara, E1, Pierce, Rosenbauer. Pierce is the only exception as they offer Cummins, Detroit, and just announced an offering from Packard, which is the parent company for Kenworth and Peterbilt. Pierce tried to offer the Ford Power Stroke with some help from Roush and their entry-level Sabre chassis, and it did not go over too well. It was displayed in April 2018 at the Fire Services equivalent to SEMA, the FDIC. And in 2019 at FDIC, it was quietly dropped by Pierce in late 2019. Caterpillar left the on-road truck market in 2007. And a little bit about myself. I've been a truck owner since 88 with several Fords purchased. In August 18, I made the switch by going to 2015 Ram 2500 Mega Cab. In searching for reviews of Ram 2500s, episode 17 with Jim Morrison showed up in the search. I gave it a listen and I was hooked to the podcast. I noticed that over the last three to four years at the Cincinnati New Car Show, Ram was impressive from styling, features, and interiors. After hearing Jim's interview, I decided to roll the dice and buy this truck. No regrets after two years of ownership. I have a background in mechanical engineering and work as a mechanical designer. Best regards, Andy Pyatt from, uh, looks like, Goshen, Ohio, which is the Cincinnati area. So, A, thank you. B, very thoughtful. And C, wow, a lot of detail. I now know more about fire trucks than I did five minutes ago. That's absolutely Uh, true. Literally, because I know nothing about fire trucks. Oh, thank you. Uh, this one from Robert. Listen, listen carefully, guys. Can you hear this? This is how late we're working. Let me move the microphone over. Yeah, you probably can't hear that. That's the uh, street sweeper outside yep. in the parking Cleaning lot. Cleaning the parking and lot. And they come by, as far as I know, at midnight. Uh, that is accurate. Yeah, so we're... Uh, Dumb. Uh, this one's from Robert. Hey, uh, the gas in diesel thing. I put about 17 gallons into a 24-gallon tank on my 2009 Sprinter after working a 15-hour day. Ouch. So I drove about 20 miles. Engine idled terribly. I thought I had bad fuel, so I changed the fuel filter right away and drove around the block. Still ran like crap. But for whatever reason... I looked at the receipt and noticed the fill-up was a lot cheaper than usual and realized I filled up with gas. The next day, I got a drill pump, emptied 15 gallons plus out of the tank, refueled with some diesel I had in the garage. That was about uh, 40,000 miles ago. I just traded in that van for a 2019 F-250 because the transmission started to go thunk when it would go into lower gears. The engine was fine, luckily. The gas infused with diesel. We burned in a 1973 Ford Thunderbird. We couldn't let the gas go to waste. <laughs> That's awesome. And we weren't sure what the combo would do to the fuel injection. So keep up the good work. And again, that's from Robert. Thank you so much. I uh, got this one from uh, Trevor A. Geiske, which I'm guessing is probably not his real name. Uh, Dear Lighting and Holman, first off, I'd like to say thank you for the years of entertainment from the Truck Show Podcast. I've been a listener for going on two years now, and I've loved every minute of it. What What is weird is that he said years. Does that feel weird? It does feel weird. Uh, he says, every week I scroll to the podcast app on my phone awaiting the new episodes, and especially like the bonus episodes that bring us loads of information on big news in the truck industry. I personally love the podcast because as a very avid truck enthusiast and owner, I get information I may not otherwise find on the internet as I spend much of my time driving due to working as a safety coordinator for a large construction company. Alas, though, I drive a truck everywhere I go, whether it be my new work F-150 XLT or my prized possession, a 92 GMC K-1500 Z71 5-speed with 88,000 original miles that has never seen a winter. Otherwise, you'll find me driving my pride and joy 2006 Silverado Duramax LBZ, which has undergone quite a bit of modifications from bodywork restoration to engine performance. With so many modifications, I'm consistently monitoring parameters. 
As well, our work trucks are even upfitted with decked truck bed systems. As no ma- way. Yeah. yeah he's, actually, he has pictures of it here. He says, uh, as many of us carry a lot of job site safety necessities, and these are a great way to keep organized and maintain order in a consistently changing environment while maintaining strength. Should any heavy boxes or components have to be loaded on top, attached are a few pictures of my trucks. Thank you for all you do for the truck community. And Trevor A. Geiske says... Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Can we take credit for his uh, decked purchase? I am most okay. certainly. Okay, good. Uh, the entire the, fleet. Another one regarding a decked. Hey guys, from Jeffrey. Based on how you described decked's new product line in the last episode, I'm gonna guess it's the crossover toolbox that Greg mentioned in a previous episode. Wouldn't that be funny, Jeff? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't remember that episode. Nope that uh, that was deleted. We yeah. didn't huh. talk about that. Weird. Yeah. Hmm, strange. Yeah. All right. Got uh, one last one for buddy Ray. Sean and Jay, thank you for the bonus episode with Mike Koval of Ram. It really started my Tuesday off on the right foot. Made me happy. It speaks to your credibility in the automotive world and the podcast world that you got such an interview on the eve of the TRX intro. It was a great interview, both informative and two wee truck people, exhilarating and hopeful. Wow. Up to now, it seems like the <laughs> Quite show- an endorsement. <laughs> it is, right? Holy crap. Up to now, it seems like the shocks in the Chevy Colorado Bison were considered the latest pinnacle of factory off-road truck shock technology. It would be very interesting if you could take a few minutes to compare the Multimatics on the Bison to the new Bilstein setup on the Ram TRX, what technology differences there are, and what the performance characteristics are of each. Uh, they are completely different designs, and we will be having somebody from Bilstein on uh, in a couple episodes to walk us through the TRX technology, which will be pretty cool. Uh, he says, I realize that until you drive the TRX off-road, maybe the performance and operating characteristics can't be compared, but at some point it would be great to compare and contrast the two technological approaches. And that's uh, from our buddy Ray. Thanks, Ray. And uh, he sent us a little uh, off-air thing, so I just want to say we read it, and we appreciate you, Ray. Uh, whatever he says, because I didn't read it. I mean, yes, we read it. We appreciate all the emails. Send us one at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And if we don't read it on the air, that means we didn't read it. No, no, I'm just kidding. That's not no, true. No, I'm we kidding. Read, I'm kidding. We, we, read we, we, read, we read absolutely 100% of them. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And we also appreciate, maybe even more so, your five-star reviews. And Holman, what's the story about, uh, we got some more? Oh uh, yeah, we haven't read them in a while, so I figured we would uh, we would catch up. So uh, we got one from uh, Diesel Tech ninety one says Mole Man and Lightning. Uh, Mole Man and Lightning. Oh, so lightning. he's got an E in the Lightning. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's no E in Lightning. Huh. It's just Lightning. All right. Well, I'll, I'll correct it. But no, no, we appreciate it. Holman and Lightning bring much needed info in audio form. Still hate the jingles, but they're bearable. Aww. And five stars. Oh, uh, we got this one here from uh, Jordan Lang 779 says, Hello, guys. I've been listening for a little while, but now I just heard the episode when you guys talked about the gentleman that worked at the Ford assembly line. I myself work at GM Arlington building the Tahoe, Suburbans, Yukon XL, Yukon, and Cadillac Escalades. If you want to hear about the other side of the fence. Stoked on him. One day. I'll be more than happy <laughs> to share. Love the show. Uh, Jordan Lang779, if you want to send an email to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, we would love to have you on the show to talk about uh, what you do over there at the assembly plant. Absolutely. And, of course, five stars. And we got one here from On Still. Awesome show. There's a lot of weird, boring podcasts out there. This one is luckily just weird, not boring. Awesome show. Wait, what? Awesome show. I love the backhanded compliment. (laughs) Awesome show with lots of good information and cool guests. And he says... 
Five stars. Oh, sweet. All right, we got uh, one from uh, Shanley929. What a fun podcast. Love the banter. Non-biased overview on trucks and SUVs. Very entertaining and... Five stars. stars. I wonder how people come up with these uh, handles. You know, the Shandling. Would you sell five yeah. nine one eight? Well, this one's Crawl Dad. Crawl Dad twenty two. That one's cool. Okay. Uh, just says, uh, "Yeah, buddy." Yeah, buddy. And five, five stars. stars. And we got one here. You gotta, you're making me lean across the entire well, table. It's COVID. Gotta, We're further apart. But you gotta lean towards me. I, I was almost falling over the table. It was time. funny. Oh, we got one. We got your Cam from MS. I guess that would be Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Simply amazing. Hey guys, love the show. I would love to. Wait, maybe... wait, don't scroll right over. Simply amazing. Oh well, then we need clapping. All right. Simply amazing. That's enough. All right. Hey guys, love the show. I'd love to maybe see Whistling Diesel on there one day. I feel like you guys would uh, like him. Happy to see how far y'all have come. Well, here's the thing about Whistling Diesel. I actually reached out to him, and I forget his name, but uh, I called him out. I said, "Hey, dude," I sent him an email and go, "Hey, can you come on the show?" And uh, he said yes. And but wasn't he only interested in coming if he could drive here? And then There was something about the fact that he was going to be in L.A. at some point. Well, maybe that's he, what it was. And he wanted to be out here in studio. Yeah, and we invited him, but then didn't... And he never came out to L.A., yeah. so, so I don't know. Sure. I do know that he's making crazy YouTube money, and he's just breaking stuff. Like, yeah. That's all he does. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think he's known for is he bought that big SEMA, the F-350, and he yeah, just wrecked it destroyed and then it. sold it back to the poor guy that built it in the first place. And the guy's like, oh, I'm going to rebuild it and bring it back to its glory. And, and it sell was it just back to him. thrashed. Yeah, that thing was on fire. Th- and, oh, oh just boy. A, anyway, happy to see how far y'all have came so far and can't wait for more episodes. And five, five stars. stars. Thank you. I got this one from uh, Wickham Kale. Wickham Kale. Wickham Is Kale. that someone from like Wickham? Like is there a- Wickham. Uh, K-L. Wickham. I don't know. Maybe it's Wickham. I don't know. It's, it's W-I-C-K-H-A-M-K-L. I don't know. All right. Anyway. Hey, know. Holman Lightning, did you hear? Nope. We didn't. Five stars. Oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> what a moron. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Here, this is one of my favorite ones. This came in the other day and I haven't stopped laughing. Uh, this is from, oh, hey there, Ben. And wait, wait. It's, oh, hey there, Ben? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, here's the title. Podcast Bronze. Oh. Well, not no. Podcast Gold and arguably not Podcast Silver. I'll give Lightning and Holman a solid five, five stars, stars in the oh, Podcast a, Bronze category. I'll take ser- a five star for a bronze. <laughs> that's fine. In all seriousness, their antics are amusing and their interviews topics are great. If you're into trucks of any type, give them a listen. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Mounted parameters. And keep pinning the suckage meter. Guys, I seen the suckage meter. Mm-hmm. You've pinned the needle on this episode. Uh, I think we did, yeah. Uh, this one is from the Truck Show podcast that has herpes. We do not. <laughs> do not. We and, do not. And the title, I'm pretty sure we don't. The title is Work Phone Biatches. I should keep reading. I, I yeah, swear read this it. is a review uh, in yeah, Apple. Read it. I'm curious. Had to leave a... Five-star five review yeah. on the old work phone. Yeah, buddy. Oh, oh, that's why, because he stole his work phone. And, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, wait, he had a yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. On episode 100 currently, now that Lightman has a truck, did Holening ever finish his bump side? Holening? Lightman <laughs> and Holening. I don't think that's correct. He screwed everything feel up there. feel like this was mean. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the mean. Yeah, we'll take them all. As long on. as it's funny. Hey, we're at 788 uh, 
reviews. Are we really? Yeah, let's get to 1,000. Come yes, on, guys, please. help us out. Grab an iPhone. I wish you could do it on Android, but you just can't. Listen, your grandma has an iPhone. Your niece has an iPhone. Uh, the, the triplets you babysit, they all have iPhones. Figure them out. Steal them. Give us a five-star review and uh, help us out here. Let's yeah, listen, we, we, you can find us anywhere. We know whether it's Podbean or Spotify or Pandora, iHeartRadio.com. It doesn't matter. We're everywhere. But the only freaking one you can leave a review on is, is Apple. Yeah, so do and that. It, unfortunately, it's the only one that matters. So, yeah, steal the iPhone. Get on there and give us a five-star I mean, review. I mean, borrow the iPhone. Yeah, just, well, yeah, borrow. Yeah, borrow. You know, this is the thing. You borrow the iPhone, you give a five-star review. It balances Absolutely. out. Absolutely. That's why there's no karma issues whatsoever. You're good to go. That's right. You're damn tootin'. All right, listen, uh, give us a five-star review as we've asked for. That's your command. And send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We so desperately appreciate it. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. He's at LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and we are at Truck Show Podcast and on your favorite social. Podcast at gmail.com. The five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. However you want to communicate with us, we only read emails and occasionally play voicemails. Well, that's not true. We're all over socials, dude. I answer all the DMs. Oh, do you? Because yeah, on we, have a, we have a long stack of DMs right now. Oh, on, on Instagram. Instagram, Have yeah. you seen Facebook lately? There's uh, like 100 messages. I No, I'm not good at that one. <laughs> not, uh, Listen, if you guys want to get a hold of us, use the five-star hotline. Or hit us up on email, because those are the two guaranteed ways. Uh, the DMs on Instagram, it's like 50-50, and you're playing with fire and uh, zeros if you go to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. We just can't do it all. It's just the two of us, man. Hey, I got to say that the next couple episodes are going to be amazing. Are they? Yes. Do you know something I don't know? I know who the guests are. I'm not going to spoil it here, yeah. but I'm going to say that you've done some outstanding production work as far as making some phone callios. Yes. And lining people up. Why I called it a phone callio, I don't have any idea. I'm punchy <laughs> and it's late. Uh, but I will say that you've done a nice job in lining some people up. And after those two episodes, I got some peeps lined up. All right, so it's going to be good. Let's we make got this happen. We, a lot listen, of good stuff coming We got out. your back at least for another month. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> a month of shows are, yeah. are going to be pretty solid, I think, I'm right? I'm feeling pretty good about our show, yeah. All right, I'm liking I mean, that. Now, this episode, maybe not so much. No, no, this say? episode was great because we talked about 1,000 horsepower uh, trucks. Well, that's solid. Our guests were good. We were marginal. Okay, that's fair. As normal. As normal. Yeah. Yeah. So, total status quo episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what isn't the status quo? Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Oh, uh, I knew you were going to bring oh, the Nissan. It's got to yeah, be, right? right? Yeah, absolutely so. Look, if you knew that you needed to buy a truck and you're like, man, I don't want to blow through the... You know, all these other companies have like measly warranties. You're going to blow through so fast. Five-year... 100,000 miles on a freaking brand new Titan? Well, the, prob Dude, the problem with that is very simple. You just won't need it. That's what I've been saying since we started this. I can't wait for our friend Brian Murphy, who just picked up his brand new 2020 Nissan Frontier to replace the Million Mile Frontier. Mm -hmm. Gets a million miles on that one. I uh, I can't wait for us to have a podcast then. I don't think we will. And uh, you don't think in 13 years from now? No. To 15 years we'll still be no doing this? No way. No way. But you know what? What's Brian's that? as dependable as a Nissan. He'll still be driving that truck. I can I can absolutely guarantee you that a Nissan Titan or a Frontier will outlast this show. Do you think a deck system will outlast the show? Hell yeah. Do you think you would take the remnants of the show and store them in a deck system? What if, let me pose this question to you. 
what if we turned, uh, when this thing ends, mm -hmm. we turn a deck system into a time capsule, we load all of our episodes and favorite memories in it, and we dig a hole out back and bury it. I thought for sure you were going to say, let's turn a deck system into a sarcophagus for us. <laughs> no, you, let's, let's put everything, yeah, let's take, well, as- Because so I'm we, thinking 100 years in, in the future, mm -hmm. where somebody is like planting, uh, I don't know, whatever they'll plant there. So it's our time capsule? Yeah, basically they hit a plastic- uh, decked storage system and they are confused why it's full of really bad yeah buddies and uh, five star references. I think it would be better to... Or a really old chili dog that looks identical <laughs> to how it looks today. Has <laughs> an aged day. Uh, I think that it would be better if we put the deck system in a truck and then we buried the truck. And the cab can be our sarcophagus. Yes, there you go. Oh, just you and me yeah. sitting straight up. What would we be wrapped in? <laughs> oh God. Uh, Wiener schnitzel hot dog buns. No, no, no. It'll be the paper that the buns are wrapped in. Oh, yeah, that wax paper. Yeah, the wax paper. Now, did someone get the chili grease off? Because there's no. always the, the chili. No, you know sad about that? What's you know that? how like when you go to Pompeii and they're perfectly uh, you know, preserved from like the volcanic ash and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be just your cheek is going to be preserved from the uh, Wiener Schnitzel chili. <laughs> no? No, do you ever? I always lick the chili off that paper. Uh, no, you know what I do? I, I get chili cheese fries, but when I'm too broke to do chili cheese fries, I get regular fries, and then I get two chili cheese dogs because they're cheaper. And you sprinkle it on there? No, no, no. I just eat them over the fries with the chili clops on them. Yeah. Oh, we are savages. <laughs> you two are so gross. Your parents must be so embarrassed. <laughs>